Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to What Do You Say Anime. I am your host, Peter. On today's episode, we will be giving our first impressions on the currently airing fall 2023 season, focusing more on the new shows and not sequels, because if you're watching Shield Hero Season 3 at this point, I simply ask why. Joining me today is my P-Y-T-B-O-B-P-I-C non-P-O-C. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? What? What does it stand for? Pretty Young Thang, Bombs Over Baghdad, Partner in Crime, Non-Person of Color. Yep. That that describes me. Um, Especially the Pretty Young Thang. That's, yes. Yeah, I guess I should have caught that part because of the... You know, I thought BYOB. Oh no, it's just no, BOB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the system of a down song really quickly, but you could BYOB. Okay. Build what your are you own sipping bomb. on right now? Is that a Snapple? Oh yeah, it's a Snapple Zero Sugar because I'm fat. I know. I so... <laughs> in my water bottle, I have Gatorade Zero because I am also fat. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, it is wonderful okay. for you to join me today on our illustrious journey of the fall season. And without further ado, speaking of adventures, let's jump into our first series that doesn't really need an introduction. Oh, I got my manga right here. It's Free Ren, a show that uh, I'm fully caught up on the manga. Miles has read several volumes. And going into this, uh, we had Madhouse at the helm, which is my favorite studio. We had Adam Call, there we go, uh, doing the music, who did Violet Evergarden and stuff like that. Uh, pretty high expectations coming into this, thinking it was going to be anime of the year uh, level quality, and it turns out it is, because this shit is fucking insane. Um, I There's so many good things to say about this. I think like the adaptation itself is pretty spot on with like its pacing and where we're going. 28 episodes confirmed, and we're at the point of recording, we are seven episodes through. And one interesting thing about Freerun that... Uh, it's fun to see you, especially if you're an analytics guy like me, is, you know, with like Oshinoko, you know, like it starts off like super hot and then just gradually goes down over Maltime. Rerun started hot, went down, and is slowly going back up, which is a very rare thing to see in like super hyped anime. So that's a great sign, I think, for what's to come and what are people's reception of it. Miles, what are your first impressions so far on Rerun? First, you forgot the most important member of the staff. Um, the director, I believe, directed the greatest anime of all time. Oh, the my rock, personal favorite show um, and reigning anime of the year. And will I honestly think it may repeat, um, even though that's illegal. Well, if it's um, the Crunchyroll Awards, it's eligible yeah. for the 2023 anime of the year. So maybe yes. Which I wasn't against that change until I learned that they were airing it in like April and yeah, like March or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so silly. Like if yeah, anyways, um, I love uh, Free Run. I think it's really good. Uh, it hits such a neat note um, where you you have this different tone of adventure than you normally do. There are definitely some stakes, right? Like things are happening in the background and everything. Um, and you, you'll, you'll start to see that. I guess people have started to see that already, right? But it's also like there was an adventure and there's a lot of like self-reflection and like character growth and everything. And I think it's it's so good. And it, it, they've done such a great job of animating it, um, adding the score, um, which is beautiful. And it's great. So Kayla and I watched this together. Um, I was like, I really wanted to watch you 
watched the show with me and she was like, okay, fine. I'll watch your <laughs> stupid show. And then she was like, hey, can we watch some more after? So, nice. I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I legitimately think this is like a great anime for like anyone. Like if you've been trying to get your non anime friends into anime, I think this is a, this is a good shout for it. Cause I just think it's a very good fantasy story that has a lot of really well-written characters and human elements. It's very, everyone can relate to someone in this story. I feel like, I think, yeah, I think that's really good. I think one thing that I'm really enjoying with this is like sort of showing in flashbacks, the hero's journey and their party and sort of like the things that they did along the way and sort of where Freerun is now and kind of that tying it back to their journey and now their current journey. And I like how they kind of are meshing that together in sort of this storytelling type of way. Cause I think in the manga, they did an okay job at this. I do think that in the anime, it's been elevated in multiple levels where to me, honestly, it just, it, it feels like, every episode is like seven minutes long. They do such a great job at whether it's the dialogue, whether it's serious. I think there's some points where, you know, in the newest episode, I, I what episode are you on right now? We've watched up through five because okay. my wife likes dubs, but I mean, I know what happens because I've sure read it. So well, I don't if you want to spoilers, but like, okay. Yeah. The, the story does like a really good job at portraying this message of like life, but at the same time, having it be enjoyable and funny. So we had dialogue with like Himmel of why he wanted the statues essentially to be constructed and why he was so passionate on like how it looked and wanted him to look good because these are just going to be memories later down the road. I want to look as good as I can to like the people a hundred years from now who might not like remember me type of thing. And I think that's like a great way of sort of like having this serious thought of life and Reruns next journey, but at the same time, having this comedic appeal where I can laugh at this dialogue while it's still kind of heavy. And I think it does a really good job at meshing those two elements together of just having really fun dialogue with a compelling story of it being a journey with Freerun, the journey with the hero's party, um, death, all of these like great, like I, I guess, multiple themes that you can introduce to the story and just meshing it all together is sort of like what really ties me to free run more than anything. And I think just the anime is killing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I just think it does such a good job. You have such a good source material. And, you know, a lot of times when you get these adaptations, you know, they don't adjust it to the media mm -hmm. as much as you could, which is fine. Right. But like, sometimes you get stuff like the aforementioned Bochi, the rock, right. is like a four panel comedy thing but you know they they take the spirit of that this director so i'm guessing he has a lot to do with it so he really knows how to take something and then adapt it well for this and how like okay we can enhance these parts for it um and i honestly think they've done a good job of like there are moments and spreads and stuff in free run that i love in the manga that they didn't like adapt and at first i was sort of sad about that like just like the imagery wasn't there but then i realized that like still image you know still images are different yep and so like you can't just have that static on the screen forever so maybe it was like a good decision to you know cut some stuff so i i yeah i think it's been a masterful adaptation i think it's it's wonderful for me and this is interesting and i want to ask you about this freerun's demeanor is a little different than i imagined it while reading 
Yeah, she's a little a, bit. Yeah. And so I guess to me, I like I love this adaptation, don't get me wrong, but like I guess I prefer my head canon Freerin, who is a little less matter of fact when talking about her past. Mm-hmm. It's sort of my thought. Because like currently she's very like there's no doubt in her voice sort of ever. Um, you know, when she's like, Oh, I don't know if I miss these people or like miss this thing or whatever. I'm trying to figure that out. And it's very there's no questioning in her voice. And I think that's an interesting to p- way to play it. But I also that's not how I imagined it. I no, for sure. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's just like one of these things where like you're talking about before the creativity of like this director and their staff. Uh, sort of what they brought to life with Bochi, bringing to life in their own way with Freerin, and I I agree to like a to a point, um, because it, it's hard it, it's hard for like what I imagine Freerin the manga compared to the director compared to what you were thinking, um, I would I would say for the anime it's to the point where like I think they did like a good enough job of what they thought Freerin was supposed to be where like I'm yes. invested into it now. Where, like, I agree, it's not the same thing that was in my head when I was reading it, but I think, like, what they did with it is plenty passable. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, you see different actors play iconic characters in different ways, yeah. right? And, like, you don't, like, you have a favorite, but you can like multiple of them. And that's sort of how, you know, I view this. One thing that I found, and I, you sort of touched on this, but the humor, I think, in the anime really stands out because you know, it's because there's less focus on it. I think you have these scenes where they're walking and they're doing something and Fern's like, what is the spell we just got while, while other things are happening. Right. And like, you see them shopping or whatever. And, you know, in Friarin's like, Oh, this spell dissolves clothes or whatever. They're always like through clothes. Yeah. Yeah. They're always like vague. Well, there's a potion that dissolves only clothes too. Right. Like there's things. So like, they're always like mildly lewd. In the manga, those weren't like my favorite, but that's because like the whole panel was focused on this joke, but it's sort of like a passing, like miss it if you're not quite paying attention thing in the anime. And I like that. I like that. I think it adds to her personality, how frankly she talks about these things and like how she doesn't realize they just do a good job of portraying that. I think those were moments that I thought were pretty highlighted by the anime. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I think there's some parts where, like, for, for the comedy, like, you know, they made the, the small dick joke. They made, like, the flipping up uh, Freerun's skirt and him was like, I've been wait- I've been trying for 10 years to see that. Like, how could you do something like that? I think some of that stuff, I think, could be hit or miss for some people. I think how they, it, it's very brief in, like, the overall story where, like, you know, if, if it's a five second blip of that, that's perfect. And I think that's what we're getting. And it's still like it's showing that like they can have fun on their adventures while battling the demon king or trying to figure out like love and stuff like that it's like you can still mix in a dick joke every now and then it it, it still hits because you know i think like the chemistry between the cast is like really well and really good and i'm really enjoying fern more than i did in the manga already i think her character has been her voice actress has been fantastic and yeah, just it's just been fantastic. That's really the only thing I can think more that we already haven't touched on. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a pretty big uh, Rika Farood fan, and since Fern is just Rika Farood, and no one can convince me otherwise, I'm about it as well. <laughs> okay, right on. So one of the things that we want to do with this first impressions uh, is sort of like talk about, well, first we're going to give our recommendations. Obviously, this is a must-watch for me. I'm assuming it's also uh, yeah. a must-watch for Miles. Yes. 
And then we're going to give our score of what we think we're going to give it at the end of the season. And then we'll look back at this and see if we're all right. So I'm going to be way higher than I think on most people. I think Free Run by the end of this will be a generational anime. I think this is one of those, these anime that we're going to be talking about for, you know, like 10 years from now. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like Madoka level of like talking about it 10 years after the fact, but I think it's. I just think like what it's doing right now with like its budget, with its casting and how much um, content we're getting, it's just not seen that often for this style of show, to be honest. So I, I'm fully on board that like I think that this is going to be something people will be talking about for the next 10 years. Uh, I think it's going to be a 10. I think this is like for people, depending on how you do animated year stuff. This is anime of the year quality, if not the front runner. It's gonna be really hard to beat Vinland, but through seven episodes, I can almost, I could, I could try to nitpick, and it's like they said a dick joke twice or something like that. Like that's that's my negative criticism of the show. Other than that, it's been like the pacing has been fantastic, the adaptation's been incredible, the animation, the dragon fight in episode six, you'll get there, is movie quality. Like it's insane what they are doing with this property. I think it's incredible. I think at by time it's all said and done, I'm giving this a 10. I agree. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a world where I give it a 9 or something. I don't know. But, I mean, it's very good, and I think everyone should watch it. I, I suspect I'll give it a 10. Um, the only way I could see them not is if they really butcher what's there on the manga. You know what I mean? The only reason that I think that it has the, like, generational is, like, I, I get it. But we're not we're not done yet. And ending things is hard for people traditionally. Yeah. And like, I always get worried, you know, because like, think about how bad endings just the darling in the Franks effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which that's generational for a different reason. Yeah. So like, (laughs) you know, like my concern is that, you know, as, as it goes on. It, it either doesn't get wrapped up tightly or like the ending is, and I really don't know how you would do it with this particular story, but people have surprised me before. Usually people get like, they they think they have to end something like pretty big brained or whatever. And I, I've never gotten that vibe from this. This is actually a relatively simple story, all things considered. Yep. It's just very personal and relatable. So I, I suspect that that won't happen, but you never know. Game of Thrones could have just ended well. And it didn't. Yep. (laughs) You're making good points. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you that I think this will be a big thing. And like, you know, I think the worst case scenario for this is that for people are like, yeah, watch until season three and then stop. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of worst case scenario for this show. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to it because if and when we get more content, like if we get like a second season, then we get like my personal favorite arc of free run. And I think it's just going to elevate it even more. It's kind of like what JJK, I think, is doing right now with this season, where, like, a lot of people like season one. Miles included. Season two is, like, another level up. And I think Free Run is kind of the same way. And just seeing the reception that we have so far through seven episodes is so great, because I'm such a huge Free Run stand that it's getting all the love that I would hope it would get. So, props to Madhouse, props to Evan Call, Props to everybody who's spreading the gospel of free run. So all my free run homies out there, I love you. Trent, watch it. Yeah, Trent. <laughs> Editing this video. Uh, next up, though, that's enough free run. That was a good free run conversation. We have the Apothecary Diaries, which recently aired all three of its currently airing episodes 
on Saturday, and I believe we both watched all three episodes. We did. Uh, the thing that I saw the biggest complaint was was the pacing of episode one, which I actually, hot take, loved it. They got straight what? to the point where we don't need to see this backstory of Mau Mau, I feel like. Like, I think we got, like, a glimpse of, like, oh, what her life yeah, was going to yeah, be yeah, before yeah, she getting yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, okay, so I don't disagree that getting straight to the point is good. I agree, and we're going to talk about that in, I think, two shows, because I, at some point I don't need to hear Spider-Man's intro anymore. What I will say for, for this, this particular show, um, is that I think, I think they played her getting kidnapped as, like, a bit of a joke. A little like bit, a, yeah. And like it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Like it's it's a common occurrence. Like oh, I guess I'm kidnapped now. Yeah, and and then like everyone was like very chill with it. But like I guess my thought is I think that was supposed to show us some of her personality, right? That no, she's like sure. a very practical person, and I like that. I like Mao Mao. I think she's a great character. I I do think that I I agree with that criticism of episode one. I'm going to say it's not even pacing. I just think that you can like tonally do getting kidnapped and sold into slavery differently. I, 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 it's one of those things where like, I get why other people don't like it. I personally like the fact that we got to, it's like, um, this is, this is a joke, but kind of, it reminds me of house. Like, House, I just want him to be in the hospital doing his mysteries and stuff like this. With the Apothecary Diaries, I want her to do her apothecary things and figuring out the mysteries inside of the the castle type of thing. I'm smooth brain. It's easy for me. Yeah, no, I, I again, I don't agree. I mean, I just, I don't disagree with getting straight to the point. I think that's fine. I think that maybe you could have just changed the tone a little bit or, I mean, you didn't need a ton more, two minutes just to explain some stuff. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe just, but, like, omit it, like, really altogether, like, start the story in the castle, and then maybe get, like, flashbacks to see, like, who she was in the past type of thing, maybe? You, yeah, maybe. There's ways to do it. I don't know. I, ultimately, it doesn't matter, because it yeah. was done very quickly, and we're we're on a train, and we're going, yes, right? We are. So like, I, think, I, I think the three-episode thing was great because of this. Yeah, that's that's a good point, right? Because, like, it lets you... We didn't have a week to talk about how the pacing was bad. And really, the pacing's only bad for, like, five to ten minutes yeah. of episode one. Like, it's fine after that. You know, and, and I'm not even convinced that it's the pacing, as I've mentioned. So, mm-hmm. and anyway, I don't know. I, I, I really like the show. It has my favorite OP of the season. Um, this reminds me a lot like Free Ren, where I like the song, but it doesn't match the show for me. Where I was like, the, this is yeah. a good song to listen to by itself, but, like... When I was watching it with the animations, I was like, ah, this ain't hitting for me. So I think it's going to, we, we're we getting a sense of her, like, because I don't think we've met future Mau Mau yet. I mean, I don't, I don't think we haven't met future Mau Mau yet, right? Like, I think Mau Mau is going to have one heck of a rise to power um, in this. And I think it fits more because we have, like, diva, sexy Mau Mau. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Like, Ooh. behind her in the this is the only way i could describe it sure though, right <laughs> I'm like <kidding>. in the, <laughs> i'm just trying to catch um, a slip in my bed no no that's fair um, you know but like in the in like the back and like she's like hugging her younger self or whatever like i, I guess i'm just interested i'm very interested to see where this character goes 
Yeah, I, I know a lot of people enjoy Mau Mau as a character um, based off of like what I've seen on like Twitter and people who have read um, the, the, the source material. So Mau Mau is, I, I think once we get a little bit more, will be like a prominent standout character this season. I, I do like we're kind of like what we got introduced to so far. But yeah, I, I guess I just need, I need more time to let her cook, essentially. Oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe it's because I'm biased because I'm a chemist, but like I'm a huge Mau Mau fan. Like, I love that she experiments on herself. I think that's super. That was cool. super cool. Um, that was great. You know, she has all of that. So I just I, I like her. I like that she also like gets tricked by like like she's not flawless in like a fun way, right? Like Jin Chi does like the you with the freckles stay. And like she stays, and then she realizes like she was the only person who could read. Like, there's a lot of fun interplay there. I like, you know, because her name means cat, cat in Chinese. So I, <laughs> so I like the the cat like thing they do with her. I like how like excited she gets about like making drugs and stuff. Is it because I'm a pharmaceutical biochemist? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's cook. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a big Mau Mau fan. I think she's probably like my standout original character from our new character from the season. I, I gotta give her more time just because I think through just because we've gotten seven episodes of Free Run where I think Fern really sticks out to me as like the best girl so far this season. But Mau Mau, I'm gonna let her cook. I'm gonna let her cook. Don't worry. Um, but you mentioned it before, like sort of like the things that Malmo does and like her interactions with other people. I, I really enjoyed. I like the brothel stuff that she was doing before and kind of like experimenting. I, I don't know what got her into like trying out these drugs, but being in a brothel where there's a lot of diseases running around definitely makes sense to me of someone's like setting up shop to test out diseases type of thing. Uh, and then we got introduced to Jinchi, who is the husbando of the series. I thought that his interactions with Malmo were really fun sort of like teasing and flirting in a, a, in a kind of way where I think Jinji is very um, interested in Mau Mau. I don't know about like romantically, but just like she's not like most girls type of thing. And then Mau Mau being absolutely repulsed by Jinji and like everything he does is like, oh, gross. And all the girls are fawning over him. And she's like, you're disgusting. He's very amused by it too. But like sometimes he gets her. You know what I mean? Like she definitely isn't into him currently. I, I suspect that because they did the like they accidentally bump into each other mm -hmm. uh trope where it like shows them passing. And so like I don't think that's ever happened with two people who aren't gonna be fucking later, but like um <laughs> True. Yeah, I <laughs> that's like that's a big clue. Um, you know, but I, I, they have a really interesting relationship and I like that it's giving, like, they have like time to develop it and everything. It's a, I, do you think he's a eunuch? I'm not sure. I feel like he might not be like, he might be like a secret, not eunuch. Uh, too early to tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just always throwing stuff out there. Cause okay. like people only remember your hits. So True. remember it, True. remember it team, unless it's wrong and don't forget it. You're making good points. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot of fun. They have sort of like this overarching thing about her life in the palace. And then like you have like your episodic stuff as well. But those are all pretty interesting so far. Like I like all of the things that they've gone into and all of them teach you something pretty interesting about the environment. 
that she's living in in this like Chinese imperial palace. And I think, you know, what I would love to see is like it build on itself and these lessons come back and everything and like be applied moving forward. I think that's my f- favorite way episodic shows do stuff. Like you can do the episodic thing, but like if you build on it and remember what happened, it's mm-hmm. always a plus. Agreed. Uh, kind of like what I'm hoping for. Um, I, I don't know if this is a good comparison because I, I, I really like House and it reminds me of House. So it's kind of like where each episode is like its own thing. We're getting two cores of this, so I'm hoping for like we still get like these one episode mini mysteries, and then I hope there's like a three to four episode like bigger picture, bigger deal type of mystery that Mao Mao has to figure out to really advance like kind of like what she's doing inside of the castle. But it's been a lot of fun. I if you saw Raven of the Inner Palace and you like that show, I think this is an absolute must watch. I'm enjoying it more than Raven of the Inner Palace, and I really enjoyed Raven of the Inner Palace. To me, this is like a borderline of like must watch slash highly considered just because like the production value is like really good. Um, the characters are really fun. The dialogue was great. I think at the end of the season, I'm probably going to give this like a high eight, low nine is kind of my expectations. Yeah, I expect to be around there as well. Um, I I would also consider, I mean, I think everyone's a chemist <laughs> in, in their own way and they should they should watch this show um i i don't know i i really liked it i i had a lot of fun with this kayla really liked it i think it has a lot of different uh elements going for it i think it's got you know like i, I also like mysteries and there's a lot of mystery Same. in this i don't know i think this is just a mild show in like a lot of ways so it's just a good show Really it's good, good. it's for sure good <laughs> all right that's enough of apothecary diaries moving on to our favorite sao clone just kidding uh we got shangri-la frontier uh as a time of recording i believe episode four came out yesterday i'm fully caught up miles has seen like two episodes as somebody who is a big fan of like log horizon and more of like the in-game stuff being like you, you're staying on the path of like what makes like an mmo style of game um, not just throwing in like random elements that you think is fun, like what actually is in type these type of games. I think Shangri-La is doing like a pretty solid job at doing that. There's a few things I'm gonna nitpick where just being like a big like MMO nerd that if it was me, I probably would have quit this game in like a second. But that being said, the animations have been fantastic in Shangri-La, much better than I thought it was going to be, just because of what I saw on the manga, the manga is like good art, but not great. So I really wasn't expecting the animation to be anything above standard, like full dive slash isekai style shows, but it's definitely a notch above. So I give credit to that. The OP is probably my favorite OP of the season so far. It makes me want to run through it's a, a good wall. Um, it's just really fun. And so far, we really haven't been introduced to like a whole lot of characters, but you'll see it at the end of episode four miles. Um, I'm just gonna name her Mommy. Um, uh, Mommy is essentially introduced, and she looks like Mommy, and I'm a big fan. So I'm interested to see where the story goes after we sort of get like the cast involved, because like really right now, Sun Raku is more just like a solo player, and I'm assuming down the road he'll have to group up. So, Miles, what are your initial thoughts on Shangri-La Frontier? Yeah, yeah, I think it's unfair to call this a uh, Sao clone because Kirito had at least one male friend um true (laughs) um i i I liked this i thought this was fun i think it's just like your basic isekai insert 
debate if full dive full VR, di- yeah. whatever um is isekai or not but is this the one that someone commented telling us it wasn't an isekai yeah that i was spreading misinformation because i actually okay. said it was an isekai where it's like my bad dude you knew what i was saying here's a spoiler alert the video game is a different world and they go into it it's an isekai i'll run with it i'm cool with that i, I mean i for Christ, everyone considers sao an isekai right like, I feel like most people just throw the isekai tag on it, even if it's not. But it's like, who who cares? Like, okay, I, I you know what? Here's another one: the stupid one with maple. That's an isekai too. Both free, both free. yeah. First that's of all, also not an stupid. Watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um. Anyways, uh, I liked the show. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's like your standard isekai romp, which is what I think I started saying. But like, everything is one notch better than your normal standard isekai rope yep. right like i think the the game is a little bit more interesting of a world like they like they've actually introduced us to like some sim- systems and like explained them a little bit um they go into like the mechanics of it a bit which is sort of fun um the i mean our main character seems like an interesting guy like i like speed running a lot right and so he his hobby of playing jank games and like a lot of ways is like similar to that he likes breaking mechanics and like learning things like that and so you know he was really excited to play like a like a well-made game um that like annoyed me a little bit but because like that's not how games work really mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like there is I don't know. It was weird. It was like, I guess it's supposed to be like this perfect game in like some ways. And like, we don't have that tech. So maybe it's that. So it does like some of the isekai stuff of like extraing the real life factors sure. of it, I guess a little bit, but like, I think that's okay. And about what you would expect. Um, it, it seems like there's going to be like a fun little love story that'll probably never get resolved um, <laughs> <laughs> going on. But like, if you like, you know, romance is like a B plot. It seems like we're probably going to get that. Um, it also has like the neat thing where the, where the girl's like really, really, really good at the game already. It appears. Um, yeah. Like his childhood friend or whatever. Yeah. Like she's like, you know, some freaking top tier. She rates on or echo whatever. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I liked it. I'm definitely going to be watching more of it. I think that th- this is the kind of show that I think I'll probably give a seven or an eight and I'll watch one season of it. And if season two comes out, I'll never watch that because I'll have been happy with the 12 episodes of the well, show. Well, it's getting two cores, so. Then I will be happy with the 16 episodes of the show that I watch. <laughs> oh, you're going to drop it two thirds of the way through, huh? Just like Eminence and Shadow. Yeah, well, I don't blame you for that one. Which it's season? like the the highest rated isekai ever by the way it's like i yeah if you like male power fantasy isekais eminence and shadow is a 10 out of 10 i gave it a six i am atomic <laughs> <laughs> uh things with this um i'm not gonna spoil it for miles but there's like a there's like a curse that happens with his character pete what the fuck you just told me well there's a curse but like i'm not telling you what the curse is okay um, okay he gets the dumb bird mask stuck to his head i think that's explained in episode one that it's stuck to his head forever or something like that or episode two it's it's stuck there but like th- okay. th- there's some things where it's like when you are playing this game if this happened to me in the game i would have quit the game in a heartbeat regardless of how good it is just because it just ruins the character but that's like really nitpicky i think this show is like super fun with like what it's doing and the elements that it portrays in this, I guess like live action or 
it's not turn-based or whatever the RPG style combat's called. Um, whatever Black Desert Online is essentially is it's like not tab targeting stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm just rambling, but like it has cool like RPG elements that I really enjoy in my st- style of show. If you're a fan of like Log Horizon and like Sao and that full dive MMO that came out or Bowfree, I think this will be like right up your alley. I think when it's all said and done. This is probably going to be like an eight-ish, maybe like low eight, high seven. Um, I, I would like That's to. Where see, I suspect to have it too. Yeah, yeah I want because I know people really like the source material, and I think some shit goes down where I think it could be elevated. I'm just really intrigued to see what that element is because right now it's like fun, a really fun and enjoyable eight, and I mean I'd love to be shocked to see if it goes up higher or something like that, but. I mean, I think that's kind of where my ceiling is. I'm excited to meet the rabbit guy who smokes the pipe Ooh. in in the OP. I don't know if we've met him yet. You will like... meet him in episode three slash four. Okay, cool. Yeah. Don't, Wait, don't I'm, you I'm, worry. I'm excited about him. Maybe he was like something that caught my eye in that in the OP. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I suspect it'll it'll just be like an enjoyable isekai that if someone's like, hey, I'm looking for an isekai to watch, it's like something you would throw out there, like, you know, Log, Log Horizon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, where it's not like overly... Uh, it's not ReZero. I feel like you need... ReZero is like a certain person you need to be to like watch that. And like, if you're that person that's like elevated above something like this, but like, I think this is just something that'll be solid for anyone who likes, you know, lit RPG yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's like if you like the style of show, you can tell that the budget, the production, everything is one level above standard VR anime. And I think this will be a really good one to add to your um, plan to watch slash hopefully watch. Yeah. So. I've been looking at what the studio did. Like they did reincarnated as a sword. They Which did was Pride solid. Of- oranges yeah but this is like a step above those i think right sure. like, like like as far as production value goes i know that people really liked reincarnated as a store and i didn't watch a ton of it so i don't know about like the story and everything but like i would say this definitely improved on the production value of that yes yes i would agree okay yeah yep cool so uh for me this is like watch it if you like this style of show if you don't like the style of show, I don't think it's going to be good enough to like hold your attention. So if you're a fan of video games and that style of shows or whatever, I think this is a good one to add to your list. Uh, moving on to our Yuri block, 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 block. We got I'm in love with the villainous as of recording. Um, I've seen three episodes. Miles, I think you've seen two. And read a volume of the light novel. And read a volume of the <laughs> night light novel. So, so far, my impressions are for the villainous animes that we have gotten throughout the years, I think they've all been pretty solid. I don't know if any of them have been bad. Um, and then outside of a few episodes of, like, um, the Katarina Kleiss one, what's My Next Life as a Villainous. My Next Life as a Villainous. There's nothing that's been, like, really stand out to me where it's like, this is the staple for, like, villainous anime or this style of show. I think I'm in love with the villainous started off hot, and then as we are progressing, it's sort of shifting the tones a little bit, which is a good thing, but I I do feel like that this is going to fall in that 7 to 8 category down the road with, you know, repetitive situations that we've seen in other villainous 
and not really expanding on that. But I will say through three episodes, the first episode had me rolling. I thought it was super fun. And the third episode with like the really pro like gay LGBT stuff was awesome to see. Um, I know a lot of people on Twitter were praising kind of like what they were representing in it where it wasn't Yuri bait. They had like a real conversation about like being gay and like not liking men. And I think a lot of times that's like hinted at or it's like swept under the rug. It's never really like addressed. And in episode three, they like really addressed it. And I thought that was a really cool standout from this style of show. So I gotta give props for props is due. That was an awesome message to send. And I am looking forward to seeing more of this. Miles, what are your initial thoughts on I'm in love with the villainess? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this adaptation. I think they've done a good job with Ray. I think they've made her slightly less horny, which I think is a good call. Um Ray still gaslight girl keep uh gaslight gatekeep girl bosses her way into Claire's heart. Um but I think it's like a little less I guess like the comedic tone and like how they play it off helps like because when you're just like reading it like like technically what Ray's doing I believe is sexual harassment. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um which is which was like concerning to me um going into this like to see how they did that in the anime because there's always I mean, you know, animes or whatever. But like I think they do a good job. We're also getting to see I think Claire's like a really character i and like yeah it's of course i do but like (laughs) um, that's peak uh, character design uh yeah i mean what am i what am i supposed to do not like that yeah what (laughs) yeah um (laughs) you know but like in episode two they have like that scene of, of her in bed and i think she's like trying to get to know Ray more and like understand her angle and I think it sort of shows you like where she's come from um you know an episode like it, what I think is interesting about this is that they they you know and I don't I don't necessarily know this is enough to like set it apart from other things but where I think it excels from what I have seen or what I've read and seen is that it it goes into the character's psyches and like fleshes them out in a good way mm-hmm. it's like like compared to my next life as a villainous, all roads lead to doom. I think that those characters are, they're all very fun, mind you, but mostly two dimensional. Sure. Where I think you really get to understand these characters more. Like even the princes who are not love interests, right? Like get fleshed out and everything. And I think that that's like pretty cool. I think it's very fun to see how bored Ray is with them too. Like I like that sort of thing um i don't know i i I just enjoy it i mean i i don't know why i mean i just like really like yuri content so um you know i I notoriously gave yuri as my job a nine and and i dropped it (laughs) it's so fucking good (laughs) how do we tell uh i hey man you just said you liked things that had sincere talks about you know like being queer and all of that i so, do yuri is my job it's right there i'm um, sorry well the first episode sucks so uh first episode is honestly pure art um <laughs> it's cosette if you listen to this you said you were gonna watch it do it do it <laughs> <laughs> i guess what i want to see with this show is yeah what do you what do you want to see like that's 
that's what I'm interested. Well, because from what I was told, like they are like a couple, and the beginning episode it didn't seem like it was going to go on that path, but then the third episode, uh, Claire really stands up for Ray, and I think that mm. was like I think that's like kind of like the defining point of like okay, now we might be shifting our attention towards Claire viewing Ray in a different light. And so that's what I'm hoping to see goes with this story. I just don't want it to fall into the trap of other villainous shows where we get like the same thing, like kind of like the same like um like conflicts that happen or something like that. Okay, yeah. We're like, I oh, think... she has an arranged marriage and she has to fight her father over who she marries. And it's like, no, do something fun and unique because I think so far they've set it up where it can be fun and unique. What what I will say is that if she wants to ever marry Ray, then she'll probably have to fight her father about that. That just seems like what will happen. I mean, you are you are correct in the sense that like in game, right? Like Claire is in love with Thane, and that is the like established dynamic going into this. Yep. And Ray, and let me know how much of this has been presented in the anime as of yet. But like Ray's initial goal is to get them together to make Claire happy. Yes. Okay. So I wouldn't suspect to see that sort of continue ad finitum. Like you know, I I I, I don't know how much of it is going to be completely unique. They're definitely going to have. So I mean, it's it's a villainous show. No, right? for sure. Like, yeah, I I guess so, it's more along the lines of like, I just think how episode one how they switched up with like the dialogue and it was like, you know, like how blunt Ray was. Like Ray was so in your face with who she was the first episode. That's what like gravitated to me towards like I'm like okay, this is different. Like someone with like Katarina is a little bit more ditzy and dense when it comes to like relationships, and she couldn't get it. Ray seems like she gets it, gets everything. I like that about her character. I hope they yeah. they do cool and fun like things with it. Like I thought like the scoring test where like her scale was like un like measurable. That's fun. I like when you do stuff like that. That was cool. Stuff like did that. You, did you like her blackmailing Claire's father? Yeah, that was great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far it's been like keep it up with what they're doing here. I still want it to fall into traps of later or of previous villainous shows yeah i mean i think i think what at the very least you get is you know and i'm not super further than this right like i've only read like one novel so like i you're I probably we're that, probably on the same page or same page yeah yeah like it cuts me through maybe like episode six or so oh, okay but like what i would suspect is that you just get raised snarky commentary um on these sort of tropes and like her because what she does is like she's like I don't know, she's aware that she's in a game and the rest of them are, but like she does it more. She like plays to that fact. Or I think they explain it more, maybe, than the other shows. Where other ones will be like, oh, I have to do this to get off the route, but she's like very like she words her bet with Claire because she knows what events are coming. Like there's a lot of playing up with that that I think is is fun. And then she's also just a fun character. For I sure. I like her. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Uh, so for me, I, I think if you're a fan of villainous shows, I think that this is one of the best ones I've seen so far through three episodes. Really fun dialogue, really great messaging. If this is your first villainous show, I think this is probably an okay first villainous show as well. Um, I think. Yeah, what, I think you you get the 
just, I mean, they're not hard to grasp. No, no, for sure. But I guess it's like, as we're getting saturated with villainous shows, you kind of have like your pick of the litter type of thing to, to be your first one. I think this one would be solid to get you introduced. I I think uh, my next life as a villainous is sort of just like the default answer, but just because of like how much content there is and how much content we're still going to get. Yeah. Something that's unique about this one is that Ray isn't the villainous. Right? True. That is true. Like they you usually your isekai bump Uh yeah, but I think this is probably gonna be you know, I think this will be in the seven eight range for me when it's all said and done. I'm looking forward to watching it week to week. Yeah, and I suspect that I'll probably give this an eight and act like it's a ten. Cool. I'm I'm, I'm perfectly <laughs> cool with that. Continuing on with our Yuri block, we have Stardust Telepath, a cute girls doing cute things show where one of the characters is claimed to be an alien and they want to build rockets because uh, Yumika, aka Bochi the Rocket. You like that one? Yeah. Crickets. Okay, <laughs> damn it, dude. I I thought that one was so good. Okay. Um, you know, but the other you is Bochi. She has pink hair. No, she's not Bochi. No. She's, oh, she's oh, because Yumika's a fucking loser. Wow. Okay, you said it, not me. I think she's just <laughs> trying to find her own way, and that's going to outer space and meeting alien. Reminds me a lot of. I wonder why she got bullied. Anyways, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna bully you, my friend. Um, reminds me a lot of like DIY. Um, in this case, it's they're just building rockets and being friends together and figuring each other out. Uh, it it has girl love attached to it. I I can kind of see where maybe that might lead to, but for the most part, I still I just feel like this is just like a cute girl's doing cute things, trying to trying to bochi her way out of situations. Miles, you love this show. What are your initial thoughts on Stardust Telepath? This show is is fine. Um. It's not for me. It's just too moe for me. Um, I probably am not going to be watching more of this. I mean, it is exceptionally moe, folks. Like, if you it's haven't watched moe. this, and like, like this makes freaking Yuru Camp look like darker than black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just like a lot going on. I think it's probably good for what it is, which is just like a sugar rush sweetness overload. If you're into moe. Um, I, what I'll say is that if you watch one episode of this, like, it, I think the girls love part is like very apparent, at least them alluding to it. See, the like, second episode kind of did a switch on me, but then the third episode brought me back to where I was. Okay. Cause like they were like episode one, which is all I've watched and all I will ever watch of the show to be, to be frank. Um, unless someone tells me it's really good. Well, if I slide uh, you a 20. And be like, hey, watch this. <laughs> I would not watch this show for $20. Yeah, that's fair. My, my time is more valuable than that. Um, but that's not because the show is bad. It's just because the show is not for me. I'm not, I think, I'm pretty notoriously not a cute girls doing cute things kind of guy. Um, sometimes I am, but usually I'm not. I think that it, I don't know, it, it does the Moe thing well. They, they're vaguely gay together immediately. <laughs> um because this has the girls love tag, I assume they'll be less vaguely gay together um, in the future, um, which is honestly a little nice to see in a cute girls doing cute thing 
show, right? Like, if that does come to pass. Because normally you see them just being vaguely gay together forever. And yep. they never are not vaguely gay together. They're just vaguely gay together. You know, hopefully it, it does something like that. Space is cool. There's a lot of elements in the show that I like. And it's just tonally not my deal, though. Um, if I had to score this, I'd probably give it, like, a 6 or a 5. And... That's what I would suspect. What about you, Pete? Yeah, yeah. we don't have to touch too much on it. If you're looking for that Moe serotonin injection that yeah. you've been missing to, to tie you over until Bochi the Rock Season 2, I think this will give you this will give you a hit. It's not as pure as the Bochi crack, but, you know, Stardust Telepath, it, it's still that you're still sprinkling that white, and you're still getting a hit of it, but it doesn't do as much as other cute girls doing cute girls show. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's as good as DIY... I don't think it's as good as Bochi. I don't think it's as good as like laid back camp, but it gets me what I want. I think by the end of the season, I think this is probably going to be in like the six to seven range. I don't see it being like bad. It's just like, if you like cute Moe shows, here's one for you. You, you score this a six at the end of the year and then say it was a good time. That's that's what you'll do. Yeah. The, sixes can be fun. Yeah. It could be a fun six. Fun sixes yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm leaning with Stardust Telepath. And our last show on the Yuri block, which isn't Yuri, but people were calling it Yuri baiting. I don't know why. We got Shy. Um, I forgot to put Shy on the list. Well, we're talking about it now. Um, I was like, my boss is Goofy. Is my boss Yuri. is Goofy is a Yaoi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, but Shy, uh, the first episode, what it really did to me is, it's one reason why Hero 2 is my favorite episode of My Hero Academia is really questioning what it is to be a hero and questioning like why you're doing it. And while I do think that the theatrics of the first episode were a little over dramatized, I, I really do like like the message that shy is kind of sending with her character. Also, there is a drunk Russian superhero and all she does is drink vodka. Her name is Pepesha. She's fantastic. I love that character. Anytime there's a drunk Russian in anime, 10 out of 10. Miles, your thoughts on Shy? Shy is a show that I will not be watching any more of unless someone <laughs> tells me that it gets better because I could I could see it doing that. Uh, episode one hit on like so many of my least favorite superhero tropes. And just like, I don't know, it just seemed like very cowardly to like, I get the whole it does the like civil war thing, right? Like where it's like, Oh, what are heroes? And should we have heroes? And duh, 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 duh. but like the situation is in spoilers. If you haven't watched it, she saves everyone. One person gets hurt. That person ends up being fine, by the way. Then everyone's like, Oh, should the police have done it instead of a hero? She has a fucking, she could fly. <laughs> the police wouldn't have been able to do anything. She saved everyone except for one person from this roller coaster. That one person is alive because of her. Would have absolutely died otherwise. Um, she is filled with self-doubt. People are doubting heroes because of this situation. And, like, I get that people are critical of public figures and everything. But, like, every like that's just not how it would happen. Like, have her mess up and kill the girl like Ooh. do it have her make a mistake see i think something like right-wing twitter would definitely be on shy's case for not saving everybody it, what, right, 
Okay, <laughs> superhero superheroes are just cops, Pete. Whoa, and- what? <laughs> Whoa, this show's a zero. <laughs> um, like it, at least my copy of Watchmen over there is telling me that. That's true. Um, <laughs> um like sure, people would be like critical of her, but like I don't think people in like the supermarket would be like, "Should we have heroes?" And I also think. To me, the stakes were just like way too low. I guess it was like one one person not being completely healthy during a disaster that would have killed, let's say, twenty people, right? And so instead, you had nineteen people who were fine and one person injured instead of twenty deaths. Uh, and so, like, like I, I guess I would just like I don't mind the theming and stuff, but like, sell it to me is like my thought with it. Yeah, I, I get that. I think I think part of it being like a fourteen year old or however old she is is part of that as well. Where like she's coming to terms because I think she's only been like a superhero for like not super long, and part of it is just figuring out these, I guess like scenarios where like she can't save everybody sometimes. And I think that you know for the market that this is trying to present it in, I think that they did a good job at portraying that message. I think if you were you know, maybe a little bit more older characters where I think you could have had like death. I think that could have been like a more serious message if like say Shy was like twenty one or something like that. And then really try to portray that to like an older audience. I think that this is meant for I think it is a shonen. You know, this is really yeah. I think the demographic it's trying to hit its storytelling is hitting. I do think that we're maybe a little aged out of it, but I do for as much as the points that you're making, I agree with. I think diving into like what it means to be a hero is a cool concept that I really enjoy about superheroes. And seeing it through the perspective of Shy is a little different uh, when trying to portray this message. Um, I like it better than what they did in like My Hero through like five seasons that I watched. So um, props to Shy for doing that in like three episodes. So um, I-, I think this is I think this is okay so far. I, I, I like the relationship. I like that Shy sort of had like Peter Parker this where she had to tell like one person who she is and now she can kind of like let that she can like kind of de-stress with her. Mm-hmm. And I guess you only watched the first episode. The second episode, the girl finds out who Shy is in real life. Yeah. So I they they become friends. Yeah. Okay. So, neat. Um I like that aspect of it. So I, I think what's all said and done, this is probably going to be like, I think just like a really solid seven is what I'm leaning. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd probably give it like a six. And like the reason I'm not watching it is because I'm a dad and old and stuff now. And yeah, like cranky. I just don't have that, like that time to like continue all those shows. Oh, I get so it. like, yeah, but like it is, it's also a show that like, I could see getting better. There's like elements in place For that sure. I could see doing it. I, I I just don't suspect they will. So I'm waiting to hear about it basically. Yep. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Okay. Moving on though. We're out of our Yuri block. Now we're on to our Yaoi block. We got my boss is goofy. This is a show that I made miles watch at least one episode for because through three episodes, I love this show. I think it is so fun what they are doing with this I don't know, silly style of comedy. It's goofy style of comedy. Um, just sort of introducing the the two main leads, I guess, the boss and like the Kohai Senpai type of thing. And like the Senpai really being like oblivious to like situations and not knowing how to handle it, but still trying to be like 
that senpai character that the Kohais look up to. So like when he had like a stomach ache, he ran to like seven 11 and got PMS like cramp pills because his girlfriend used to get cramps and this helped her. And some stuff like that was like low key hilarious. Um, handing him like a note when it is actually like his grocery list and stuff like that. Like these really silly minor moments making me laugh. And then sort of in the next couple episodes, what you, have you only watched one episode? Yep. Okay, well, in the third episode, they get a cat. Or I guess the, the manager gets a oh, cat. Oh, yeah. Is it the cat from the OP? Yeah. Uh, okay. he, they get a cat, and it kind of changes the dynamic a little bit of the show being all about comedy to kind of having, like, a touching episode. So, so far through three episodes, I'm loving my boss is Goofy. Uh, Miles, your thought on being Goofy? Yeah, so it was fine Damn it, it had its funny moments it the boss wasn't super goofy the, the boss was kind of dumb yeah but he's yeah. goofy it is he he bought pms pills for a dude that's goofy is that goofy yeah. or is that well one I, I just looked up what mitle has in it and it has acetaminophen caffeine and an antihistamine so i think it actually would have just worked but like uh, <laughs> okay, nerd. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It was fine. Like, I think that it, it's a you show. Like, it's an it adult cast. Show. It's the workplace thing, right? You love all of those elements. Like, I, I honestly might give this another episode or two. It's interesting to me. I think, like, I don't think they're supposed to be gay, right? No, I don't think they're supposed to be, but. Like they are though, right? Yeah, like they're pretty, are we yeah. on board with that? Okay. Yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I like, ship them for sure. Yeah. Okay. Me too. So uh, I'm glad about that. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page there. But yeah, I think I, like it's nice to see this guy be happy with his new job and like sort of get out of his like little abusive relationship with his, his last boss. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that gets that gets brought up more or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a reoccurring thing. Yeah, like I, it'd be interesting to see the people somewhere, and so, you know, there's just there's a lot of interesting. You will things see you it. Can... Yeah, watch episode Ooh, two. Okay. Oh wow. Okay, it's really quick. Okay. Yeah, there, <laughs> it, it kind of has like a episode two kind of switches it from being like a pure comedy to kind of like more drama ish. It's still funny, but like I think they touch on. I think everybody has had like a really shitty job at some point with like shitty managers yeah. and stuff like that. And they kind of do like a good episode about that in episode two while being funny, but at the same time really hitting that. I think at least for me, someone who has had, I've quit, a, I've quit a job on the spot before. That's kind of like how Ooh. I felt in episode two. Yeah. Okay. So just like when you have like the worst, like upper management, you just like, fuck this. Like I, I really felt that in episode two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, to me, if you're looking for like a pure, like fun comedy slice of life, my boss is goofy. Honestly, is one of my favorite shows so far this season. I have it like right now. I have it at an eight on Mal, and I think it's probably going to stay like a really solid eight throughout the entire season. Yeah, to me, this is sort of like a six or a seven. I think probably to me, it's not super funny. It's it's not not funny. It's <laughs> the entire time I'm just like, huh. That's that's just how sure. I am the entire show. You know what I mean? It's like I'm just like, huh. Ah, that was nice. Look at that. Hey, oh, they, look at that. I see what they did there. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Oh, so oh, he thought he thought the branch was a cat. Fun. <laughs> like you know, that's 
<laughs> Silly cat. Okay, I, I mean, I'll honestly, I'll take that. No, no problems here. So, okay, that's my boss is or my new boss is a goofy. I guess it's technically what it's called. Moving on to a show that I put this on the list because I need to rant. It is called Our Dating Story: The Experienced You and the Inexperienced Me. Gentlemen out there, if you think a girl who is in a committed relationship has sex with her boyfriend and then no longer has a boyfriend and then gets another boyfriend and has sex with him, she's not a whore. Um, <laughs> I, I, should, I, I should be acting shocked, but I'm not. According to Twitter and malforums and all these people think that because a girl's not a virgin, she's a whore. Guess what, guys? That's not the case. Um, and that's kind of what leads us into this story, is that dynamic of having the male, sorry, the main female lead not being a virgin. And sort of like the school knowing that, I guess. I guess she's more she's seen more as somebody who gets around, I would say. And then we have the, you know, nerdy MC who has the balls to man up one day, and then she says yes to dating him. So starting our journey there and through three episodes, I'm really enjoying this story. Kind of like what they're trying to portray in just like a healthy relationship of people sort of communicating their wants and needs, whether it's physical or emotional in a high school setting, I feel like it's not all the time touched upon or if it is more serious, especially like the sexual stuff, it's seemed as like comedic. And this to me, I feel like there's like a really good undertone of it being a very serious issue with um, Runa, her character, and sort of the main reason why she had sex essentially with her boyfriends is because she felt like it was her duty as a girlfriend to sort of do that. It, it never seemed like it's something she wanted, and I think that's a really cool touching point of the story and sort of seeing the male lead hold back because I think most dudes would probably at the opportunity of getting laid would go for it. And then this guy is like, you know, the nice guy, but really portraying his emotions in that situation, especially, I believe it's like his first girlfriend. So, um, I just think that's great. I'm rambling a little bit. Miles, what are your initial thoughts on our dating story? Yeah, I, this is a bit of a surprise for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I, I have like a little different take. I think what they're doing with Runa is fine, but like, I guess I kind of wish that it was a little bit more, sex positive it's not like sex negative or anything it's just i kind of wish runo was like having She's sex like having sex, sex is fun yeah. yeah you know and like as opposed to it being like a sort of like a thing that she's not into that like maybe people are taking advantage of her or at least you know if they're not taking advantage it's just something she expects herself to do you know and i but i don't i don't mind the approach they're taking i think i just would have thought the other one would have been like a little bit more interesting for at least in like an anime perspective right because we don't see that a ton yeah we don't see this a ton either i I feel Um, like if it was like that we it would go into just based off of i mean i would be great if they didn't do this but just based off like manga and anime it would get a little bit too smutty i feel like and really portray it in not the way that they want to yeah true i mean you don't have to right because i i'm fine with like our main character not wanting to because he's not ready right mm-hmm. like I, I anyways <laughs> you're still not um, ready. yeah that's what you're trying I'm to still say. not I'm still <laughs> not ready um you know and 
you know, I've only been married for two years, so yeah. And you have a son, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, let's not let's not think too hard about that. Nah, um, I'll gloss it over. You know, but I think this is neat. I think it shows an interesting like portrayal of the relationship and how they're getting to know each other. And like, it's nice to see people like the new relationship, but like people like both of them put effort into it, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, right? Like they've already put more effort into it than that guy from Shikamori did the entire time. So like, that's <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I think this, I I'm, I'm really excited to just post that, uh, this childhood friend is best girl in our Ooh. discord because she Ooh. seems like she's evil. Did you watch um, the third episode? No. Yes, I did. Yeah, um, she's clearly evil. Yeah. Because well, like, I don't think when she I took don't think the picture, she's... you saw her the color of her fingernails, and then in the scene, we see the color of her fingernails, and they're the same color. Yeah. So, like, I am excited about that. You want the I drama? Think... You're you're ready yeah, for the spice. I, I, I'm, re- I'm ready for the drama because I think like evil is cool evil Um, is cool yeah i'm pretty excited about that i i think that it's i I also like how like her friend is like just mad at him all the time because he's a a loser (laughs) it's just like i i don't know i think they've done like a pretty good job of betraying or portraying um what the what this would be like in high school right if the hot girl started dating uh, you, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. As somebody whose high school girlfriend was way hotter than me, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I am interested interested in the spice that's coming up, especially what we got after episode three. I think it's going to add some element to it. I just hope like that's expanded on her character. It's not like she's just evil for the sake of being evil. Because based off what we saw from her background, she seems like a really nice girl. So something happened in the three years where we didn't see her, where she's no longer the nice girl, I guess, anymore. So I hope it doesn't turn into like a love triangle, though. Like, I hope I, that, I hope that she's just I hope <laughs> that she's just mean. Like, yeah, but I hope it I hope she's just mean and it turns into a love triangle. God damn it, Miles. I I love love triangles. I think they're great. Uh, and I, they're like ne- never done correctly, so I get why everyone hates them, but sometimes sometimes they're awesome. Two out of every hundred that's like that You was... really like Origairupi. Origairupi's that... love triangle is fantastic. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but so far through three episodes which is, the this, this show has a 6.74 on Mal. I have it at an 8. I think it's really good. Like Throughout what we've seen so far, the message it's sending, the dialogue that they've had, the little car um, talk that they had in the second episode where he's like, oh, yeah. comparing her to like a car. And it was like, he was, he's like the shy, nervous guy. But, like, it obviously seems like he has a thing for cars. Where like he broke out of his shell and wasn't even paying attention to the words he was saying. He's just so passionate about cars. It's like, okay, cool. We're getting something from him as well. That he's not just this nerdy dude. Like he can break out of his shell and be careful charismatic when he wants to be about certain subject matter i like that a lot but yeah through three episodes i think this is a solid ass show i have it an eight i feel like by the end of the season it's probably gonna be like a seven i think the highs are probably soon so we'll see but right now yeah seven eight 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I, I think I would give this an eight. I don't even think that I necessarily know if it'll go down. Like, it definitely could. Like, it's definitely one of those shows that could, could go down, but it, it might not. And I, I really like it. I think that they've done a good job of having him have a personality, as you've mentioned. I don't necessarily know if I would call him charismatic at any point, but passionate for sure, which people find attractive, right? Because yeah. like part of when he was talking about the cars, he was like overwhelming her because he was like going on a nerd rant. And, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. get that. You know, me when um, I have like twelve drinks in me, and I start talking about anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, but like he like made that like map for her for like the boba tea, and he did all like the testing. And as someone who has a spreadsheet for everything, like I like that. Yep. Um. So, I uh, you know, I, I I they've done a good job of fleshing out the characters. I'm excited to learn more about Runa. Like, I think Runa seems like a really nice girl and everything, but I don't think she has a ton of depth currently. Um other than her like familial backstory right but like i want to know more about her interests and stuff yeah um because like she's like fashionable and stuff like that but it's not really explained like other than her being like a kind of a gyru like yeah what else is going on that brain because she seems like she's like a huge like nerd too unless she just really likes um what's that phone game everybody all the moms play candy crush she's just a big (laughs) candy crush addict yeah, I mean, she, you know, she definitely has stuff. I just, I just want that to sort of be fleshed out, and I'm pretty excited uh, for Best Girl Maria to do to do Best Girl things. Okay. Um, well, we'll we'll definitely bring that back up at the end of the, uh, our review for sure. But that is our dating story. Last original, our first season show that we're going to be talking about is the hundred girlfriends who really, 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 really like you. Daisuke. Um, Coming into this, heard great things. And I like the idea of it sort of us getting off of the backs of Orisuki. Is this the better version of it? And through three episodes, I definitely think it is. I'm having a fantastic time watching this. It's significantly more funnier than I thought it was going to be. I really didn't like because like the thing is like they make fun of like some fan servicey stuff. But then also do the trope thing where like, like like Hikari the the big titty girl like her thing is like, I guess she's just horny and like she doesn't wear underpants and stuff like that. So like when we get like upskirt shots of her, it's like three fourths of an ass cheek. It's like that's still the fan service that you're getting. And then there was like the second episode with the cat, which was a little odd with uh the Sundere girl, but. Outside of that, I think like the concept itself has been really good. The dialogue has been great. Um, the stuff that like sticks out to me was like the milliliter uh, indirect kiss scene, where like he couldn't do it because like one of the drinks had like fifteen more milliliters than the other, and then trying to get around the indirect kiss type of trope. That was really fun, and I just think like the characters like I'm a sucker for Sundares regardless. Like I like that, and sort of just him playing this joke of like. You know, we're at two girlfriends. The newest episode, you got the third girlfriend. What's how are we going to handle four or five, et cetera, et cetera. I think that plot and how that's going to be handled is sort of like what drives the show, essentially. And so far through three girlfriends, it's been great. Miles, your initial thoughts on the hundred girlfriends who Daisuke you. You want to hear the secret, Pete? Uh, yeah. Pete, the show is ass. <laughs> The show is so bad. I fucking hate this show. Araisky, 
better than this. I you had me fooled. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did not think you were going to hate the show. Well, everyone was saying really good things about it, and so I I went to watch it, and I was all excited. And it's it's not good. It's a bad TV show. Everything about it is bad. Tell Our me main char- character, no personality. Our girls, just complete tropes. The pacing of the jokes, F tier. Um, you were like, oh, other other than the the three minute scene where they're all just sexually harassing each other. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'll tell you for- that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You forgot about. I mean, what was that vice? principal bit oh that was weird too yeah right yeah you know the pete the show is bad <gasps> it's not good <laughs> then why do i have it as a nine on bell yeah you're gonna have to think about that i I, <laughs> I because like i i mean i guess to me there are maybe some fun bits in it however i i think i think we're we're letting stuff go i think everyone is just ignoring the the cat fingered her <laughs> kind of he like slapped her around yeah it was, it was some over the over the the pants stuff um but like what what the fuck was that what that was, was that scene that was weird it happened okay and that's in the same scene <laughs> it's the same thing where the vice principal shoves her tongue of and her eldritch horror of a why why is that is that like what's the joke supposed to be is that a thing in japan yeah i don't Vice know what the joke is supposed to be <laughs> i'll be <laughs> honest with you you're, okay. making, you're making very good points right now <laughs> like sometimes they did the fan service stuff like overly much and i thought it was funny like when hikari was like boobing her way like out of things and stuff mm-hmm. like so like sometimes I thought that was funny, but as you mentioned, they also just do the the fan service thing. I I like I like Sundarays, but like I mean I guess are we ever expecting these characters to do anything else besides what they're doing now? Because I'm not I'm not expecting them. That's a good. Well, I will give a spoiler in the manga down the road when he has like twenty six girlfriends. The girls <laughs> have the idea of turning themselves into a mecha. And they're a twenty-six girlfriend mecca. I think that is character development. That sounds really <laughs> funny. I'm not gonna lie. I got, um, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I guess. Like my thought is like one, the cast is going to get too big at some point because from what I've heard, the author wants there to be a hundred of these girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two. What does this show offer as far as a twist? on the harem genre that Oreski didn't offer? That's my question for uh, you. Well, I guess he is technically dating three girls at this point. So instead of it playing the fact that he's not dating any of them, he actually is dating them. And he's he's already kissed two of them, so got that going for him. So I guess that is kind of parodying it because he's actually having development in his relationship. Yeah, I guess he's had development in the relationship. Kind of. Kind of. I- because, like, what is their relationship? Why do they like each other? Because uh, they do. Cursed. Yeah, they're like... Yeah, okay, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, fair enough. But, like, also, for me, that I guess there's... I guess you can just cut to the chase, right? Like, you can just do that. Like, these people like each other because it's funny if they do. Except they don't like each other, they like him. 
but like why i don't know i don't know i just like i like my characters to have personalities you know and i just don't think these people do i don't i think they're literally just tropes i don't expect them to ever not be just tropes um because like the Oreski girls had personalities. They were you. They had depth to them, and I'm, I'm not here to say that Oreski was some like fine piece of art. But like to me, calling this the better version of Oreski is just like a lie. Like maybe <laughs> this is <laughs> maybe this is funnier than Oreski. Like that's certainly possible. But like I don't think it's just flatly better because I don't. I just don't think we're gonna remember most of these like. What like good Sundere girl? Yep. What does Sundere girl do that's different or unique or f- more fun than any Sundere? I think the answer is nothing. Um. Uh, well, I, I think like like you know the idea of like her paying him back with like juice, but then she doesn't know which type of juice to get, so then she buys like a hundred different ones. I think to me that's kind of like slapstick funny. Like I enjoyed that. I, I, I'm not saying again. Sorry. Like the show has its funny moments and it does stuff like that. I just, I guess I don't know. Everyone was talking and maybe this is an expectations thing, but everyone was like, what a first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Me. Yeah. You, everyone. I mean, so many people in our, in our discord, we're talking about it. And like, even galaxy was like, wow, I liked this. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And he hates everything. That's true. So he like, does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I guess I was expecting it to be good. And, <laughs> and it wasn't. I got you. And it, and it wasn't. Uh, I, like, I thought, to me, the jokes went by too quickly. Like, they would just say, th- they, they would just say things. It was, it was like a Childish Gambino song from 2011, um, where, like, someone would say something, and then someone just says, like, a pun that's related to that thing. Um, Breaks and things that, all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I loved that in 2011. I thought it was great, um, but it's it's been twelve years and it's not <laughs> it's not, not a rap anymore. song, yeah. Um, and like I guess like the the God part was like kind of funny, but like I think that and and this is a hundred percent a true statement that I'm going to say here, right? We'll see. I think I think that he should kill one of them, ooh, because he can, right? Like if he says that he doesn't love one of them, they die, correct? And if if it doesn't examine that, I think the show is a failure. Wow. That's insane. I, that is an insane thing to say. And I'm glad that we have it on record that you said that. I, I think having one of the girls be like a serial killer and then he has. Now you're spitting. Um, I'm just going to. Okay. This is. There's I don't think. Yandere we've got, girl. There has to be. A hundred percent. Right. And he should kill her. Ooh. Um, you know who. I'm going to, do you mind light spoilers? I'm going to read the description of girlfriend number five. Is that the, the science girl? I have no idea. Who's her? Yeah. She's, she's highly proficient in chemistry. Okay. Able to concoct drugs and medicine. That's not the sentence I'm going to read. Read the sentence you're going to read. Age 18 though. Her proportions, one of her potions gave her an eight year old's appearance. Anyways, I just want you to keep that in mind when you look at that nine, which is one point higher than that girl's physical age. Uh, I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my head, my man. Got it. Okay. Um, so you defend this, Pete. I, I did. You let me, you let me do the miles thing where I talk about why this is bad. Defend, defend. No, see miles is like this very analytic person. Well, he'll break down. 
you know, scene by scene, what this meant, what the, this means, blah, blah, blah. I keep it simple. I thought this shit was funny. I laughed. Uh, sure, some of the fan service moments were, is pretty much the reason why I don't have it higher than it is, but if you asked me if I didn't enjoy the hell out of the show while I was watching it, I'd be lying. I thought the show was super fun. Um, I like the third episode was a little less fan servicey and a little bit more um, fun, especially since the girl is like really shy and can't talk. I thought that I like that type of switch from the two main girls that we had in the previous episode. I just think the show's a lot of fun. That's all it is. Like I, it my enjoyment factor is through the roof. I don't have to analyze it like it's Schindler's List or something like that. It's show, the show is called The Haunted Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Like You. I expect the show to be stupid, dumb fun, and I'm getting stupid, dumb fun. So that's why I'm rating it where it is. So I would recommend it. I have it at a nine. I don't think it's going to stay at a nine, but right now I'm having a lot of fun watching. Yeah, I, okay, I guess like I, I'm not going to recommend this show. Yeah. What I will say is that god knows what reason everyone else seems to like it so you should probably check it out um and then when you agree with me because you have good taste let me know yeah or Um, if you agree (laughs) with me and you have bad taste let me know (laughs) join our discord links in the description below uh miles that wraps up our newer shows of the season uh is there anything else that you're watching plan to watch sequels that we miss that you want to chime in on no, do your okay, thing. Cool. Pete. All right, sick. I thought <laughs> to give you the shot. Um, for me, Thank sequels. You. Um, Spy Family season two, I think, has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to when we actually start the plot. But through three episodes, I'm getting the love that I love from Spy Family, so no issues there. Um, Undead Luck. I watched the first episode. I thought the pacing was really odd, but it's still fun. I really like Undead Luck, and we're getting to course. I'll be watching more of that. Uh, the Saints Magic is Omnipotent Season 2 started. A fun, like, shoujo isekai. Uh, episode 3 was a banger of the ball. Ooh, that shit was good. And then shows that I dropped. Uh, the Pig Isekai. That show fucking sucks. When you refer to girls as young maidens, like, six times in an episode, it's so tip of the hat fedora. I, I just can't stand it. It was, like, way, way too cringe. And then another show that actually has like a very good rating on Mal is called Overtake, the F1 show. But it does the thing in anime that I hate where it's like the main character is a photographer and he's at like this F1 racing and he's just like, oh, wonder what this is. I'll take a picture of it. And then like a random guy comes in and be like, hey, let me explain everything that you just took a picture of. And they do that like four times in the first episode. Hate it. I hate that stuff. Um, Just out of curiosity, what's your haiku season one score? Uh, like an eight or a nine? Okay, I'm just yeah, but that show's unrelated. fun, and they're like uh, unre- those unrelated. kids are also like he lives in like the mountains, and he's like whatever. These are like grown ass men taking professional photos at uh, an F one thing. He's like, what's an F one car? Well, let me explain it to you, Johnny. It's like motherfucker, like. And at the, also, at the end of the episode, he decides to sponsor a team. He goes from knowing nothing to sponsoring a team in one episode. So I'm like... Is he the world's richest photographer? I have no idea. It's really weird okay. that like, he sponsored a team and he's like, I don't think you're rich. No. Uh, yeah, so I don't even know if it's like... I'm sure like the race scenes and stuff are like super cool. I just haven't gotten to it. Um, 
16-bit sensation. It's the show of the girl who goes back into like the 90s to create B shoujo games. I think it's okay. Uh, that one's like on the fence for me. I might drop it. Some of the- Wait, that actually sounds really fun. Yeah, there's parts of it that I like. Um, the main girl can kind of get annoying at some point. She's the trope where she has like the fang sticking out of her lip. So she's that character. And it's f- it's all right. But it's like I've already seen like this character in situations before. So it's okay. It's on like the chopping block, but nothing crazy. And then what I, I I'm still waiting you, for- Yeah, fang. Yeah, you can check that out. Uh, still waiting for Pluto. Pluto's, I think, yes. is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, based off the new PV that got released like two or three weeks ago, looks insane. And even though it's already been airing, JJK Season 2 has been fucking gas. It's crazy how good JJK is. So, that's that. But I think that is all. Um, You've not been watching Goblin Slayer Season 2? I haven't started it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little Goblin Slayered out. Because I have a feeling that this episode or the season, he's gonna slay some goblins. Don't know if I need more of that. Oh, I am watching MF Ghost. Um, that's also another thing with like the car racing between MF Ghost and Overtake. I like MF Ghost a little bit more than Overtake. So I'm watching that for my car racing, and it has Eurobeat, Eurobeat all day, baby. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Miles, do you have any last words that you want to say before I kill you? Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much for joining me and thank you the listener and or watcher if you want to support us the best way to do so like comment subscribe leave a review on whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on next week for watch club we are doing dog and ropa for halloween we'll be dressing up maybe we'll see and i gotta say it's a fun show <laughs> um otherwise for non-watch club stuff we'll be doing something in two weeks don't know what it is but you'll be getting content so we will see you next week otherwise yeah we'll see you when we see you thanks bye bye bye